the father was always looking for uh, he he was had a plan for the restoration of all that to come back. And so anything, you know, but one of the things in Genesis 1, I think it's 28, it says, he told them, he said, be fruitful, you go forth and subdue or govern the earth, take authority over the earth. Mm. Um, one thing I want to just uh, just reference here is, I don't know if anybody's out there ever thought about how in Revelation it talks about when Satan fell, he, it's, he fell like lightning to right. earth. Right. And then out of all the vastness of the universe and galaxies that exist, Somehow, some way, man is the place, I mean, earth is the place that God chose to put man. So enemy, the enemy of God, along with man, was put on the same planet. And, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, if it's, some people may say coincidence, I, I highly doubt, and I really don't think it's coincidence. <laughs> yes. I think man, actually one of the things that I think man was created for, and what I believe, is that we were created to take back the earth for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And so, um, and, and, and so we were created with this authority, and we give, was given this commission, Adam and Eve was given this commission to subdue the earth. And she allowed the very thing that, it was talking about the things that crawl on the ground, those are the things that were sub, to subdue, so that included right. the serpent. Correct. And the very thing she was supposed to subdue, subdued her, mm-hmm. and which put it in the cycle and gave the enemy this power uh, over the over the world and so uh, for that season. And anyway, we fast forward thousands of years, and Jesus came, and he, he died on the cross, and he died as us. And a lot of people say, well, you know, he died to get us to heaven. Well, I believe he died to get heaven inside of us. There you go. And, you know, we, we, we talk about, and we even the last show that I was with you guys, we was talking about healing, and, and some people say, well, maybe it's just God's will that I'm sick. Well, I'm here to tell you right now, it's not God's will That's that you're right. sick. Um, the Bible, Jesus told his disciples, he said, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Where is it coming to? Earth. earth. Thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Well, my question would be to you, is there any sickness in heaven? No. So Jesus is asking us to pray a prayer for the things that's occurring in heaven to occur on earth. Yes. When he died on the cross and he came back to life, he restored us. One of the last words he said to his disciples, he said, I've been given all authority yeah. in heaven and earth yes. so go therefore making disciples uh, uh, baptizing them in the name of the father the son the holy spirit now i believe that this great commission is parallel to the commission in genesis 128 right it's the same thing we're going forth and replenishing the earth with with those that are like christ amen and so anyway um so when we have been saved and we've been baptized with the holy spirit uh, ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 it says now unto him that is able talking about god to do abundant above all we ask or think according to the uh, hang on it says to him that is able to do be exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think more than we can imagine or think and we stop there and we're like man God's able to do more than we can even imagine but that scripture goes on to say according to the power that works in us and so you know, I believe that, that Jesus has came to restore all things and to empower us that to 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 conquer and, and we can speak healing and we can speak deliverance and Amen. we can speak these things into people's lives. And, and I'm telling you, it's not, and I, I t- minister this where I minister. It's not just for the pastor behind the pulpit. You can go to hospitals and lay hands yes. on sick. On, it's man. not just for the prophet that shows up at your church or someone like brother Jamie to come around. You have a voice of encouragement as well. Yes. You have a Praise prophetic voice as yes. well. That, that, and, but it's, 
you are praying, you're going after the Father. The Father has gifts for you, and That's as right. you seek Him, I'm going to tell you, there's some things that you're not going to get in church. You're only yes. going to find them in your own alone time with God. Yes. It's a Amen. good place to learn. It's a good place to, to expose you to some things, but to find out who you really are as a son or a daughter of the, God, the Father, God. And, and what He has and the gifts and callings He has for your life, you're only going to find in yes. that intimate place with yes. the Father. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. And speaking of the... Uh, uh, you know, an orphan and the spirit of an orphan is one who lives without identity, one who lives without comfort, one who lives without provision. Having spent such a amount, you know, me and Angel spent a lot of time in uh, Africa, and we currently have two schools for orphans and have planted a few churches by God's leading grace and provision. But in seeing the, the, the way orphans act, when it just has begun to really hit home with me the last couple of years, how people act. You know, people that fall into the things of this world or are looking for their identity in the way they look or how they dress or what others say about them is simply because they, they don't, they're absent with an identity from Christ. You know, your identity is one of the promises that came when Jesus said, and you shall have the promise of the Father sent upon you and you shall be my witnesses. But along with the promise of the Father came your identity as a son. You know, I, yeah. I say it like this, in order to know that you're a child, you need to be loved by a father. Yeah. And even though you had no choice over your earthly father, the truth of the matter is you can have uh, identity and the love of your heavenly father coming through and, and always through Jesus. But honestly, this, you know, orphans are, are, are without comfort, but you don't ever have to be without comforter. You have a comforter, and I'll tell you this much, with all the loneliness that social media causes, you have a friend that sticks closer than any brother. All you have to do is open up your life to him and begin to really hunger and want to know and understand him but honestly you know the greatest revelations i've ever got pastor have never they never came in no church service that came in an alone time with god where you know every time i experienced the presence of god i realized one thing i'm not who i was before but now i'm a little bit closer to being like the image of christ in the world which is the restoration you were talking about where the christ's image is completely restored in the earth through us. And here's a good thought. One of the things that I love is to see how people are different than me. I love my wife because she's not like me, and she's beautiful, and she's awesome, and she's a great woman of God. But truthfully, I like people, I like to see people express Jesus through the identity God gave them and the gifts and talents that He created them to have. And there's a distinct beauty that they can exp that you can express. Uh, from God that I can't. I remember a little girl, um, young lady that I, me, I just met that me and Angela have got to ha take with us, her and her uh, future husband, and she paints pictures. And I saw her pictures, and she had painted a picture, you know, about the Lord, and I thought, my God, you know, that girl is expressing something, an image that she sees in her that God gave her, and God's using her talent as a way of expressing himself to the world on, on a canvas. And I thought, man, you know, what a beautiful thing that is to watch Pat write a Christian novel that leads people to Jesus, you know, from the get-go and, and just create it, or people that create curriculum for kids' ministry, or people that teach the God. You know, I look and I say, man, God, you're beautiful because of your sons and daughters are expressing you in the way that they were made to. And, and God has created each one of us, and he has his fingerprint on each one of us 
that is unique and he wants us to walk in those things that he has created for us because our friend that paints she can be an expression of god through her painting and our and our friend that writes can be an expression of god through the writing but i'm going to tell you as a person that used to be really into working out and um uh, certified personal trainer what and fitness uh, did fitness competitions <laughs> and and things like that. You know, my identity at that time was wrapped up in those things. Man, however, no. however, cool. now I'm I'm a little older and I'm not going to tell you how much. Ha ha. But um, but <laughs> if my you. identity was in those things, I would be lacking because I'm not as fit as I used to be. I don't work out That's seven good. days a week. I, my identity would be falling short and failing because of my identity being in that. But however, my identity is in Christ. And whenever we know our identity in Christ, it doesn't matter about those temporal things. It doesn't matter about our position. It doesn't matter about what we look like on the outside. You know, I, I have come to realize that I wasted a lot of my time in in the training of my body. I, I wasted a lot of time hiding behind a mask of makeup. Yes. And don't get me wrong, I still wear makeup. However, where it took me 45 minutes to an hour or hour and a half, whatever, a long time to get ready years and years ago, I now can get ready in uh, 15, 20 minutes Which and be done. Miracle. Okay, and so I have realized, and I and I want my girls, I want you, I want anybody that can take anything away from this, is that it was a mask that I hid behind. I hid behind the identity of putting my makeup on. Yes. I had to have makeup on to go to the store. I, I don't do those things now. And I look back and I realize all the time that was wasted and all oh, wow. the vanity that was in those things. And so now I try to teach my children, teach my girls that it's okay to look nice. Nice. I'm a, a prissy tomboy, if you want to say that. I like to dress up, but I can still go out and be me because my identity is not in Angela. My identity uh, is in the now. King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is my Father. He gives me my identity. I don't have to rely on the things of self. I don't have to rely on being fit That's because good. I am secure in who That's I am it. in Him. I can rest that I am secure in Him because it's about His ability and just resting in that, about spending that intimate time and allowing him to show me who I am because I don't have to have the world to tell me that. I don't have to have makeup to tell me that. I don't have to have a mask to tell me that or to be fit to tell me that. My identity is hidden in Christ. Yes, and you don't have to go around and telling people who you are and who you're about when your father speaks over your life. Like Jesus was secure in his relationship with God. And in the right moments, the father testified of him being his son. And see, so when God's talking about you, you don't have to talk yes, about yourself. You don't right. have to have self-promotion if you trust in God's promotion plan and in God's sovereignty to exalt you in due time. I was thinking this scripture, Angela, in Proverbs coming to me when you was talking. It said, and I'm paraphrasing, but it said that, that beauty is a fleeting thing or yes. is fading, but a woman that seeks the Lord, she shall be praised. And I, I'm giving you probably three versions mixed in one scripture, but um, it's I, in I the just, book. it's in the book. <laughs> it's just in whatever version you have. But uh, the main thing is the thought that, you know, your body is just a temporal thing. Now uh, I also bodybuilded for many years and competed as a bodybuilder. Uh, and pro wrestled and I can tell you that you will never look at never even know that when you look at me now but I, I and and I'm secure in the fact that uh, I'm hidden in Christ and my identity is not in how well I play football or how much I bench press or 
uh, how many championships I win, but my identity is in the one who has won the greatest battle in history, and Amen. that is Jesus. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. I know you had something. You was. You know, I just, um, and this might stir up some religious stuff here, but, uh, you know, there's one thing, you know, Paul talks about us entering into the throne room of God boldly. And I think what, even what Angela was talking about, there's one thing, you know, some people, there, there's nothing wrong with having confidence in God's love for you. Yes. Um, you, you, understanding who you are and whose you are, you yes. know, that, that allowing that to define you and all those things that Angela talked about that, that, you know, sometimes we find our value in an instrument we play or who we are behind the pulpit or who a person is behind this. And, and we find our value in that and our identity in that. And, and, and I'll be honest, I, I believe there's a lot of ministers that really, they, they're preaching and they're anointed and God's using them. But I, I'll be honest, I don't even know if they really know who they are when it comes to them being go. a child of God. And I'll, I'll be honest, there was a time in my life when I was thinking, you know, I was talking about entering boldly into the throne room of God. Why do we even have the right to enter boldly into the throne room of God? Because, you know, a lot of people say, well, God can't look at sin because Jesus hung on the cross. And, and because of the sin that was weighed upon his shoulders, it, the, the father turned away and, and Jesus said, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so what gives us the right to enter into the throne room of God boldly? What, what identifies us? And I remember I was at this meeting one time, and there was talking about, you know, you being perfect and you being right. And, and me and my religious self was like, oh, no, I'm not perfect, and I'm not going to say I'm perfect because I'm not. And, and, and you got to understand what I'm saying. But then eight months later after that meeting, I came to this scripture right here, and it's found in Acts 13:46. And I want you to understand, the gospel is good news. It really is. Yes, and and is. some people, would all, if you really come to the understanding, it almost sounds too good to be true. And so I want you to understand, I believe that's the heart of what these people were coming from. But Paul and Barnabas is preaching to uh, the religious leaders, the high priest there. So then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing ye put it from you and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life or everlasting life, lo, we turn it to the Gentiles. And I begin, Lord, I begin, I believe the Lord began to show something to me right here. And he said, Jonathan, every time you come before me and you say you're not worthy, you're demeaning the price of the blood that I that's paid for right. you. Mm. And what you're saying is that the price that I paid wasn't enough for you. Ooh, that's and, good. and so then I began to realize, oh, my goodness, I can enter into the throne room boldly because I'm not entering the Father. Once I am in Christ and Christ in me, I'm not coming into right. the throne room as the fleshy John. The Bible says the old things pass away and behold, all things, not most things, not some things, not a few things. All things yes. are made new. So when I come to the Father, or when you, through Christ, if you're in Christ, Christ, and you come to the Father, you're not coming just looking as you used to look. You're coming, and He's seeing you through His Son's blood. That's the way He's viewing you, so you're covered. And that gives you the right to enter boldly into the throne room of grace. Some people would say, oh, I don't know about that, you know, and, and, and that's okay, but but I want you to know that in Christ, you are new. You yes. are fresh. It does identify you, and you can come boldly before the Father, and you can have confidence in who you are. It's Amen. not It's not pride to hold your head high and think of your, somebody. It's like this. I want to share this. And oh, I, you're good, Pastor. Go. At Christmas time, my daughter, uh, we were blessed. Um, some other people just really blessed us, and we were. she was able to get a lot of gifts. My son, too, but he just went through them and opened them. But about halfway through my daughter's gifts, she quit opening gifts, and she got grumpy and groggy because she had already got what she, some of the things she wanted, but she didn't. But there was other things she didn't even open yet that were still there. And because she was so concerned by what was in front of her, she was missing out on the things that mom and dad and other there people had blessed her with. And I'm, I want to tell you something. I believe that we are just we're just brushing the surface 
of the things that Jesus actually paid for on the cross. Yes. And, and there are things that we have that we haven't even accessed yet, that we don't even know yet, that, that Christ paid for us to possess and have on the kingdom. And, 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 and some people would say, well, I don't, I don't know about It's like this. If I bought you or if I bought Jamie a $500 Ralph Lauren sweater, and Jamie could say, well, I'm not going to wear that because I don't want people to think, because I know Jamie's heart here, I don't want people to think that I'm higher than them because I'm wearing this nice right, little sweater. Right. But me being the giver of the good gift, it would bless my heart to see Jamie wear it. Thank you, Lord. And the motive of his heart was, wouldn't, if it was to bless me because I gave it to him, wouldn't be to make himself look better. I want you to, it, to let, make him look better. It would be because he was blessing the one who gave it. Correct. And so let me tell you, it's, it's a blessing for God. The Bible says in one place, in one translation, it says it brings the Father, talking about God, great pleasure to give you the kingdom. So to, so to see you blessed gives him pleasure. He smiles at seeing you blessed. He Amen. smiles at seeing you operate in the gifts. Amen. He yes. smiles at, at seeing those things flow inside of you. Those are things he, have blessed, he has blessed you with and given you to have confidence in him. Not to make a name for yourself. Not right. to, there's the, mot um, the motive of the heart plays a lot here. Yes. And you have to be careful Pastor. with the motive of the heart. But there's nothing wrong with having confidence in right, Christ, right. Christ and his love and the price that he paid a for Amen. You. And uh, why you do what you do is more important than what you do, and and saying that your motive behind because you can you can have the right heart to make mistakes, and God will tremendously bless your mess up. But you can absolutely have the the wrong heart and do the right things, and absolutely do nothing but dishonor God. There is there is endless provision available, and I tell you what, like Pastor was talking about, you know, finding your identity in the secret place with God. Yes. It it it. You begin to look more and more like your father. I'm talking about your heavenly father every day. And I look at my children, and, and I have three beautiful girls. And thank God that they're beautiful like their mom. And all of God's people said amen. But anyway, there are times where I see my nature and my humanity and all that is sometimes not good. And I see that in my kids and go, well, they are like their dad. And at least this way. And our youngest... Charity, she's such a beautiful blessing. You know, the first three years she was born, me and Angela said, well, we'd like to have 10 more like this. You know, this girl, and then all of a sudden she just grew up. And But at that time I was thinking, you know, how much God loves us and how much he wants us to walk in the newness of life, walk in the freedom of the spirit. But Charity began to resemble traits like her daddy and being stubborn and interrupting and doing all these things that I don't like about myself that God has transformed and is changing in me and allowing his character to come through. But my point is this. If your DNA is found in the secret place, then you're going to look more and more like your father in the earth every day. And it's not something you have to strive to do. It just is because God is, and it is because of grace. And just bring some freedom here to you. You know, everything that you've ever done, if you're born again and, and you truly have repented and turned to follow Christ, all of those things never even existed in heaven. And I think to really walk in your identity and walk free of condemnation, you have to be able to walk in the reality that that sin never existed in heaven. Therefore, it does not exist in my life, and I'm walking by grace yes. in what I am grace. in Christ, and I'm totally free from the bondage of the failures I've made. Even though, now listen, sometimes when you make that drastic change, that you have to reap things that you sowed in your past. And one thing God gives you is your choice. But you also reap the accountability of your choices even when your heart turns to God. Sometimes that first season, you know, you kind of reap some of the, well, some of the stupid things I did. 
You know, I kind of am reaping that because I made bad choices. Listen to me. God gives you your choices out of love. The first choice he wants you to make is him. The same, And he wants you to make choices after that because of him. But the but, blood of Jesus is enough. It is it enough doesn't, yeah, for, it, it, for it, us it to... It erases in heaven, when you get to heaven, here's if maybe people tried to hold you to a past pattern that you're no longer in anymore. You know, when you get to heaven, here's something encouraging. It will have never happened. No one will ever say, hey, I know that boy, he used to be a drug dealer. Or, I know Jamie, he used to beat people up. Or I this, that, and the other, you know. But when you get to heaven, they will only know you through God and by God. And your sin will have never ever existed now here's the thing to walk free from condemnation you've got to walk in that reality now and you will begin to live free from sin because you now begin to understand the grace that was extended you through christ and that gives you the boldness to come boldly to the throne of god to come boldly to the throne of god and you know um i i can just say from my own self and i believe it's true of everybody but that intimate place with Jesus, that place of intimacy, helps me to guard against the issues of the heart, to know what is in my heart, the mm-hmm. things that are not pleasing to him, the things that I need God's help with in, in walking things out free from, free from self, free from sin, free from those things are found in that intimate place. All freedom where the Spirit of God is there is liberty and there is freedom. Amen, and that's the truth too. And what what a thought! You. Mm. And I just want to say uh, we got on the subject of grace there. Uh, sometimes you know we we live in this place um, where you know even it's written about in scripture where some people think grace gives you the freedom to do what you want. Well, thanks for and, balancing. You that. know, and grace. Let me let me explain. Grace does not give you the fr- the freedom to live as you please. Grace gives you the freedom and empowers you to live a transformed life. That's what grace does. Yeah, let me let me good. give a biblical a- example. There was um, the, the, the prostitute or the, the lady that was caught in adultery um, that we talked about in the last show, actually, and she was there, and Jesus, there was all these people that could have condemned her and, and stoned her, and Jesus was the one person that could have. You understand this? Jesus was the one person that could have condemned her. But he said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Was she changed because he bashed her? No, she was altered by his love. Love exposes grace in a sense. And grace comes through faith. You have to believe. And and it empowers you to live a transformed life. It gives you the freedom to live a transformed life. It doesn't give you the freedom to stay where you are and continue to live in that and think you're covered by the blood. No. When you know the love of Christ, it changes you. And and there's a thing that we've been doing, and ministers have been doing it for some time. We have been trying, when you see some street evangelist sometime turn or burn, all this stuff, we have been trying to get people holy before we get them saved. Come on. And the point is, we've got to get them saved. They've got to know the love of Christ so yes. they can become holy. Correct. Yes. Because the grace is extended through love. Yes. And without you understanding that, it's the doorway that opens all that t- transformation. And it's Faith works by love. Yes, and that's like like we talked about last time with people being sick. You know, I don't believe there's a lot of word in our country, and people really do have a grasp on, you know, the faith of God, but it has no vehicle or no expression without love. Yes. You know, love is looking for faith, and it's looking for good works done in love. Those three work together, faith and works, and done through faith and through love, and it is in a complete expression of God's heart. For you today, maybe you've been struggling this week with who you are, or you may, maybe you've made mistakes. You know, it's it's easier to 
It's easier to live sin-free because of Christ. And again, Pastor Jonathan really balanced something out. And I, I do not care for greasy grace or anything like that. I believe, though, in order to walk in the fullness of your identity, you have to walk in the freedom from sin so that you can walk in the grace to be transformed continually. So just please hear what I'm saying. That doesn't give you the, if in here. Let me just say this. If you want to go out and just do whatever you want because you can be forgiven, your heart is really 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 in bad shape and you need to just repent and go to god and say okay why do i want to do the right the wrong thing because you'll just forgive me it just really means that your heart's really not engaged in the place it needs to be and i see a lot of that in our country and people live the way they want to live or they try to mix christianity with you know being worldly and then they don't get the results and they wonder why and that's simply the reason why uh it works if you let it work in you yes Yes. And uh, Pastor Jonathan, I just wanted you to um, give your church's name and address in case there's anyone that is looking for a home church here in Elberton. Um, If you could just. Yeah, we're um, I pastor a church called Firehouse Church. Uh, It was started uh, five years ago now. And um, as a church plant, five people in my home. And it has grew. Yes. And um, Pastor Jamie's came and ministered for me um, several times. They've joined with us together, Angela and Jamie, on outreach events. And um, they have an awesome ministry. We so love I, y'all. Yeah, they have an awesome ministry as well, Into the Darkness with Love. And they do a lot of great things. And, and Jamie gives and Angela gives a lot sacrificially as well. And, and they live they live what they preach or, you know, they practice what they preach and they preach what they practice. You're encouraging so, um, me, but you're supposed to be talking about you. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate so, um, it. I, I love these guys and uh, my family loves these guys. My church loves these guys. And, and But uh, our church is Firehouse Church. It's located at 5 Seaboard Street in Elberton, yes. Georgia. It's across from Dairy Queen. It was the old Department of Labor building. Everybody knows where Dairy Queen yeah. is. And so uh, we're, as some people, I think it's actually said, we're still finding jobs for people just differently than, than formerly when the part, people go. was the Department of Labor. Good but um, we just love Jesus. You what know, times? And, uh, 11 a.m. on Sundays, that's our, our main thing. We do, um, that's pretty much our only service. We do have a school of ministry that currently meets on Thursday nights right. at 7. Good school of um, ministry taught there. It's really good. Yeah, Jamie ministers there. And we got some things that maybe will be brought up later about some changes to the school of ministry and, and what'll be, I think it'll be a big benefit to this community, the Absolutely. way it's about to be uh, in the world, brother. Uh, uh, launched. And, and, and that's all about, and, and our churches even is about kingdom training and yes. training people. We, we minister a lot on what you hear is talk about here. Identity. We minister, you know, knowing who you are and, and, you know, you know, all that stuff. And I think, and, and while I got this time, I, you know, there's something, there's, there's things I think Christians realize there's, there's, we believe that God is who God says he is. We believe that. You know, I think we wholeheartedly as a Christian have faith in that. Yes. And we believe that God's able to do what God says he's able to do. We believe yes. that. You know, I think it's kind of like Peter when he looked on the water. He knew it was Jesus. He said, if it's you, bid me to come out. He knew it was Jesus. He knew Jesus was able to walk on water. Yes. The question was, was he able to? And I think a lot of times is where we fail in our faith. I call it the forgotten faith is where we fail to believe that we are who God says we are. Amen. And, um, and that goes back to talking about the confidence we're able to walk in it's not pride it's not it's none of that it's understanding who god created you to be and walk in in this it actually earth. allows you to walk in humility yeah it does it, it does gives so, you access to that. so if you want to come see us if you're looking for a place you know um they're a great great church great yes, to be a part of great with family. a great heart for the community and and for god as well we we really we love them and something else too i just want to throw out there you know pastor jonathan uh, went full-time in ministry by faith and does not receive a whole lot of pay for what he does. 
Um, if you ever feel led or you want to give to someone who's working every day full-time and serving people and serving the community and also being in, in right connection with God and an intimate place with the Lord, he's a great pastor to sow into. Um, and our, my, our ministry, we, we give into their lives because Amen. we believe in their calling. Amen. And we love them. And we know what a pastor can do who's not distracted by work. And so I just say that and saying you have that opportunity. I'm going to close this in prayer because of time. Uh, we're, we're about to, well, I tell you, time flies when we're with you. Man. We really enjoy being with you. And I'm so grateful that God provides for this. And by the way, this show, you know, it's a by faith show. Um, you know, we're trusting God for the resources. If something blesses you and you ever want to give, uh, you can go to my name on Facebook, Jamie Lingerfeld, or you can go to the Voice of Encouragement Facebook page. Um, or you can contact us through the station, whatever. But anything that God leads you to do will be a big help to us. And a little is a lot in God's hands. So just know that we do this by faith, but we're not here for your money. We're here for your heart because God yes. loves you. Father, I just pray now for everyone who's listening. God, I ask that your presence would fall on them and your grace. I, I pray that, that your anointing would bring freedom. Yes. I pray that your spirit and your voice would bring encouragement and thank strength you. and life and hope. Father, I bless our listeners in the name of Jesus, yes. and I thank you, Lord, for the privilege to speak to them. We love you, and remember, God is for you. In Jesus' name, we love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Voice of Encouragement today. Have a wonderful week and make sure to tune in next week at 1030 Sunday morning. See you then.